We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Kayla. What's up in the world? Something you're so excited about. The Olympics are back. Help us, Jesus. Life is good. How are they back? It's Paralympics. Okay. Oh, those this now those are amazing. This is awesome. Well, they all are, but oh my word. For these athletes to accomplish what they accomplish is just I'm so excited. I don't critique these people as harshly as I do the other. Well, ones. I hope not. My well, gosh. You so. didn't have to look down on me. <laughs> she looked down her nose and that perfect little British look. I hope not. <laughs> Judgy. Rude. A little. A little bit. Uh, then there's this whole weird dream thing going on. Yeah, I thought it was just me, but I'm really glad. I mean, I'm sorry for my friends, but I'm finding out that a lot of us are having weird. It's got a name. They're called pandemic dreams. So I think our minds are just trying to process so much trauma from the last 18 months or so that a lot of us are having strange dreams. I had one where these crabs, these monster-like crabs were chasing me through a subway and I don't know why I was running through, and I don't run but I was running through the subway and they chased me up on the platform and I started trying to run upstairs and there's these giant crabs I don't know what was that was about oh mercy why are you looking at me like I got two heads well no I just and then Jeremiah Beck our friend Jeremiah Beck texted me this morning said thank Kayla for saving my life last night and I said what he had some nightmare where somebody's trying to kill him, and he ran outside, and you were selling crafts in a lemonade stand on the corner of the street where he lives. Okay, that's hilarious. And you told him to run in that direction toward his daughter. Okay. Well, I have dreamed that I ran a marathon with our president of our organization, Eddie. and going to say President Biden. Well, I mean, no, but carry on and i also dreamed just last night that we kept taking these different trains and i don't know where we were going but we kept going from this train to that train and we ended up on a train with harry truman so it just i don't even want to know where these dreams are coming from but i am waking up very tired because yeah i'm a fan of truman's well, we must have been talking about him in one of your 6,000 stories. Here we go. So. Back to the presidents again. The guy that, you know, some of us, enjoy, I'm reading a book about the I'm friendship. I'm shocked. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should move on. Probably. Uh, in our last podcast, we were talking about grief. And we felt this was worthy of a deeper dive. Mm-hmm. A little bit, a few more questions. We didn't want to leave anything unsaid. And this all is couched around because this podcast is being recorded in August of uh, 2021. And August 12th, um, our dog Sprocket, that's the day he passed away. We had him for 13 and a half years. August 14th is our wedding anniversary. So it's like this whole roller coaster of emotions. 
August 23rd is the day that my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. So August is a month of highs and lows for us. Yeah. And so we're talking about grief because we're going through a season of being reminded about the passing of some folks. So I'm going to start with you. How has God used grief in the life of Miss Kayla? Mm. Well, I would say for me, it's definitely gifted me empathy. I think it's one of those areas of life that you can be sad for someone when they lose a loved one or you can, you know, you can feel it in one way, but when you've actually walked through that yourself, the expression that I think of is you find yourself sitting in the dirt. And it just takes on a whole new meaning. Um I'd say our priorities have shifted, mm. and I think that you would probably agree with me on that. We value our time differently. We've taken every opportunity pre-COVID to travel. Uh, I know my dad was he was big on adventure and spontaneity, and so I've tried to embrace some of that to channel him in, in his memory. I would say you and I are closer we say that as well. Yeah, we've definitely. So I, I find myself, yeah, I'm, I'm more spontaneous, which for a very high type A person is an interesting groove. And I've become more selfish with my time. So I'm actually watching that in myself and trying to be very careful that I'm not too selfish. But I'm just really selective on what I'm willing to commit to. How would you say God used grief? Um, one, to love people well, because mm. people will not always be here. And when they're gone, I want to have, I want them to take with them that they were loved well by me. Yeah. And I want to have a memory that I loved them well. In mm. other words, I don't want them to pass away with me having regrets that there was a grudge or something like that. Two, there's a very spiritual side of this, and this is going to sound really strange, but death has taught me to cling to Christ's resurrection and that it isn't just a story, but it's a real historical event that happened. Jesus really did rise from the dead. Mm. And all these people saw him. His disciples saw him. He changed the world. Women saw him. Women's testimony, it is included in the Bible. That's odd because women's testimony wasn't even allowed in court back in biblical days. So there's all this, there's all this stuff. And the reason why that's important for me, let me just say this, that's important for me, is because that tells me death will one day be defeated. Hope. It gives me hope. Yeah. And my heart needs hope. Um, death and grief have taught me this too, is Brian's not going to live forever. Mm. Um, I'm a big presidential historian guy. I love that stuff. I'm, all, I'm reading a book right now called First Friends about the friends of the presidents. 
and I am often tempted to go and buy some piece of presidential memorabilia. Like I'd like to buy a letter that like Lincoln wrote and signed. I'd like to buy some campaign buttons from Lincoln's day, buy a letter that like FDR wrote. But there's this framework I'm working out of. I'm going to be dead one day. What what use is that is that to me? Mm. And that's not a crit- critique of anybody who collects that stuff because if you collect it, I'd like to come over to your house and play, you know, and see all that. But for me, why I don't want to say this. I'm going to be gone one day. And it'll serve no purpose for me. Mm. So and so, and again, let me say this. Kayla has loved me well during this season, uh, better than I deserve, uh, because I have been an emotional wreck at times. I have said things I shouldn't. I have done things I shouldn't. I've eaten way more than I should. I've used hurtful words. So thank you for loving me well. Thank you for forgiving me. But I have seen amazing love and compassion that I don't deserve from you. Well, I don't know about that. I do. So let's talk for a minute um, about what's not helpful. I think. Well, you know they're in a better place, don't you? Yes, I do, but I'd like to have them here. Oh, gosh, yes. Don't say that. Sorry. That That just... It's not the old standbys. Yeah, it's not yeah, helpful. They're not. You know, well, God took one of His angels home. No, it's not. I want, I want that person here. He had enough. I want him back. You know, yeah. you know that's that's the kind of thing. So it's it's that's not, for me, that's not helpful. Silence is worse. Oh, there's a great story that Nancy Guthrie tells. Nancy. Guthrie is a writer in the Presbyterian world, and she lost two babies to this very rare disease. Mm. And in her grief, and she tells this story, she says, you know, I can't tell you everybody who sent a card. I can't tell you everybody who brought a meal. I can't tell you everybody who hugged me. She says, but I can tell you who didn't. Yeah. And that gutted me because that's me. Oh, I've been guilty. Yeah. That's, uh, we just went through the anniversary of, like, Dad's death. And I wrote this post on Facebook, and you wrote a post on Facebook. My mom wrote a post on Facebook. And it's just interesting to me who you hear from on that day and who you don't. Mm. Like, I had about three or four friends reach out, check on me, how you doing? The people that you think that you'd hear from, you don't. Yeah. And the people who you never thought you'd hear from, they're the ones who reach out on that day. So that's more about my heart, and that isn't laying guilt on anybody's feet. That may, I'm not laying the guilt on anybody's feet. No, not at all. I think, well, I alluded to this in a previous podcast we're all scared of the uncomfortable. And I think as we walk through this, either ourselves or with someone who we love, we have to be okay with just be there 
share the memory about their person tell the funny stories ask them is there anything i can do for you don't pull away i think our natural reaction is to pull away i also think a couple of other things that for me personally are not helpful is forced happiness there's nothing worse than someone hitting the point with you where they say well you've just got to get over this Mm. Um, or you know you're the gloom and doom in the room well that's what it's going to look like some days and it could be that you know some memory was triggered um it's just a hard day i mean the most random of days that i have missed our dads or our dog are it's crazy they're not necessarily connected to a date on a calendar a date on a calendar and something else i would encourage all of us is to avoid the temptation to minimize someone's grief Mm. we seem to have this grief pecking order that oh if it was your parents or your grandparents or a family member but i just i think a sensitivity to my heart hurts for women who've miscarried. Mm. It is such an overlooked segment of our society that they suffer in silence. And then, please, if only for us, please avoid the temptation to say, well, it's not like it was a kid That's when awful. someone loses a pet. I never, yes, we've heard that. Just. And that just... You want to set me off? Oh. It, it's so insensitive. And, okay, I get it. That's another topic for another day. Some people see their pets as their kids, and some people, well, it's an animal. We won't go there in this podcast. I'll fight you and I'll win. But I just I think there's wisdom in being mindful of – how we classify someone else's Mm. struggle you mentioned something i want to go back to and that's the silence part jonathan merritt uh he's on twitter he's an author writer he's very controversial uh, but he tells a story that as he was writing he developed some type of disease in his hand and it's extremely painful and he starts telling his friends about this pain and what he's going through And his friends start to scatter. Mm. And he found that pain is isolating. It's when you start to share your pain, you start to isolate yourself. Because people don't know how to react. Yeah. And people are also afraid that your pain is going to bump their happy. That's right. And let me say this. As as believers, lean into somebody's pain. That's it. Uh, We lost a giant of a man about a day and a half ago as of this recording. His name was Charles Green uh, and the Green family. I mean, they are very close friends of ours. We love them. Yeah. And here I am on the anniversary of Dad's death. I'm texting with his grandsons, sharing memories, comforting them, leaving voicemails for Michael, Charles's son, and – Here's the thing that that brought me joy because I could share with them. There's hope. Yeah, 
you will get through this. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's horrible. This is this I want to say to you, not to you, Miss Kayla, but to those people listening. Sure. Lean in, be a friend. Don't shy away. Even if it's just, hey, thinking thinking about you today. That's great. That's great. Yeah. It's very isolating when the world goes quiet. Yes. Because then you realize you didn't just lose your dad. You didn't just lose your dog. Lost your You lost system. everything. Yeah, you lost, yes. So, and to UB, I think it's beautiful, not that our dear friends lost their dad, but that God did not waste the grief, that you were able to take what you've walked through and pour out to others. So... I love that about God. What lessons do you think we carry with us? What lessons did your dad instill in you? Hey, you may have written a book. <laughs> Good segue. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I wrote a book in honor of my dad. It's called Be Like Dad, and you can but find it on Amazon. But what are a couple of like life lessons he instilled in you? We ain't got time for you to go through the whole book. <laughs> Just saying. There's only 50 chapters. Yeah, we'll be here a while. Um there are two. Love my wife well. You got that? Because dad loved mom well. Yes, he did. Okay. Two, be authentic. Mm. There was nothing fake about dad. Nothing. He was who he was. Mm. So I am who I am. And I'm trying to come to grips with who I am and be comfortable in my skin because I have body image issues. I'm a very large man and everything, but I'm, I'm kind of cute, I think. You uh, are. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what would you say would be two lessons that uh, your dad instilled in you? Well, something that was taught to us very young, and it's always stuck with me, never forget your roots. Dad always wanted us to be whatever we wanted to be, but don't forget where you came from. And then it was a it was an expression that he always used, and to this day, get dirt under your fingernails. What's that mean? I love to garden, and that's because Dad instilled that in me. We would anywhere that we lived. We moved a lot when I was a kid, and anywhere we lived, we would we would do like a rock garden or interestingly enough, they were all named rock Fred. Song. Well, flowers in between the rocks and oh, yeah. So Fred? Fred. So what we, was named Fred? All the all the flowers and plants. So yeah. He named them? We did. Two great lessons from yeah. two great dads. Let's talk about food. Yeah, we need to end on a on a comfort note. Okay, so, comfort yeah. note. Ooh. What are your favorite snacks? We could be here a while, but <laughs> if I have to narrow them down. <laughs> I'm not saying, okay. <laughs> is this a whole food group by itself? Well, yeah, but I really love trail mix. Good trail mix. I love uh, Nutella with pretzels. Uh, it's awesome. No. Oh, come on. Baby, it looks like. Something you'd take out of a diaper. Okay, stop. I love this is my snack. So just don't you just sick. found a brand new snack that has that Gosh, tastes like Nutella. It's Oreo cookies with chocolate chocolate 
hazelnut filling. So, yeah. Okay, here's a shocker. I'm not a chocolate fan. You're not. And we're still married. I'm so sad because okay. it just means I get to eat more. Go and ahead. then finally, I love a good cookie with a cup of tea. And that's how I end most days. Okay. Me, uh, hummus, and some pita bread. Yep. Better than that, though, for me, would be some Fritos and bean dip. Yes. Oh. That's your comfort food. Yes. Yeah. That is that is my comfort food. Um, but you're kind of – you kind of – Go bipolar with snacks. You're really good about eating <laughs> healthy snacks, and I'm just like what you're just I love so water, happy I with love like watermelon. watermelon. Oh, apple slices, carrots, and French the, onion. But look at me; I weigh more than Godzilla. See, this is what doesn't make sense to me because I live on junk food. Um, apple slices. Uh, I'm not a big candy guy because, and I have diabetes. But um, if I have to cheat. Gummy bears. Yeah. I love some gummy bears. So what are some snacks that we turn away? Like there's no way. Okay. You people who eat kale chips. Oh, oh kale, no. Kale, no. <laughs> no, we're not, I am not doing that. I'm not a fan of raw veggies. Like, like carrots? Like when, when you go to a party or a reception and they have like – Broccoli and ranch me. and I like carrot. That. I know you do. I just it makes me twitch. So Why? I just don't like it. Cook it. I'm I don't like chocolate fondue in a fountain. Oh well, yeah. You got to be picky about that because germs. That's not what crossed my mind. I just don't like chocolate. So. That's the kind of snack. Like some people think salad's a snack. No, salad's a promissory note that food will be on the way. There's you know? that. So anything else? I think we've pretty okay. much, I mean, we've comforted the comfort well, foods. I think there's some bean dip in the fridge and some Fritos on the table. All right. See you later. I'm out of here. For more about the Peas and Carrots podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com.